0: Welcome to Queer Perth with Oddie and Clint shining a light on LGBTQIA community
1: groups, events and what's happening in Burlu. We're proudly recording on the lands of the Wujak Noongar people and we pay our respect to Elders past, present and emerging.
0: Coming up in this episode, Clint and I debrief about the recent LGBTI Professionals event and we also talk about Pride Month and corporate rainbow washing. We look at how you can tell if someone is into you or not. Our guest this episode is the organizer of Cherry Bomb, Georgia Sassenfeld, and we talk to her about which suburbs in Perth are good to live in that are close to the queer community.
1: Hey, Audie. so great to be back. Hello, We're hello. Here recording. Yeah. And it was also great seeing your familiar face and Scott's um, when we all went to the LGBTI professionals networking, the first one for 2022.
0: Yeah, it was great to have them back up and running.
1: Yeah. And we also met up with our uh, buddies, Chris and Christo from Queer Stories on the Swan.
0: We did, fresh off the back of their final episode of the year, which we uh, did a big collab with them on. So it was very cool.
1: Yeah, and shout out to Joey, who is uh, one of the organisers for the networking event. Uh, He was flying solo because all the others were unfortunately in isolation.
0: (laughs) And he did a really good job. So congratulations, Joey. Uh, Thank you for letting us get up and and do a bit of a spiel about this uh, podcast and what Perth does in general. So that was very cool.
1: Yeah. And it was really cool seeing lots of familiar faces and lots of new faces at the networking event.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, It was nice to, as much as we think that we know a lot of people in the community, it was great to see familiar faces as well as some new people. So that was really nice. So it is June and we celebrate, I think it's the US Pride Month, but is also International Pride Month. Uh, And we get to see all the corporates uh, do a bit of a rainbow wash on their logos. Have you spotted a few?
1: Yeah, um, I think my favourite one so far was the Mortal Kombat logo. Oh, they've they've changed theirs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that was like a meme or anything, but that, was, that, that caught my eye as I was
0: scrolling. Okay, I like that. I like it. Um, I also spotted one uh, that had the LGBTQIA+. Uh, tagline um, spelt incorrectly. Oh, but. Which was very interesting. And I'm all for corporates celebrating uh, Pride Month and, and showing their support because, you know, it, it's a whole month's worth, which is great compared to Are You OK Day? or, you know, there's so many things going on during the year. Um, I, I fully support corporates um,
1: showing their support for the month of
0: June. Just
1: get it right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, we've both worked for these big corporates before, um, and I've worked for a few in my time. I think it's also really important that they're kind of backing that up with policies and awareness, um, training sessions, and, you know, things that they ensuring that they're hiring for people with diversity and you know if they have uh, suppliers or kind of third-party vendors that they use make sure that they're screening that um, that their values are also aligned with the corporate values of the of the company.
0: I think one com- one company that we um, worked together in um, we had one person that uh, transitioned while they were in the company and that's they did so supportively the company just got it right and they they led into it um, as they were transitioning and battled all of those kind of concerns and questions uh, front on like face on they did it and and it's that kind of thing that behind the scenes we don't necessarily see with a rainbow wash of their logo but yeah practice what you preach
1: yeah and, and tell those stories on social so that people do see what, what goes on behind the scenes. That's really important as well, yeah.
0: Topic of the episode. Yeah. Clint. Yo. You and I are both on Grinder, Are we? Yeah. I've seen you. Tapped you a bit. I thought I blocked you. Oh, <laughs> probably. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, anyway, so... I know that we've talked about the fact that conversations can go around and around in circles. We've talked about it in an episode before about flaky people. Um, and I wanted to really delve into how can you tell if someone is into you or not? Mm. And I think flakiness is a part of that. But do you have any experiences, whether it be relevant now or in the past, where you've maybe misread signals and someone has been into you and you haven't realized or the other way around where you thought they have been and they actually haven't been?
1: <laughs> too, too many times. Um, <laughs> I, I do remember one time in my uni days, um, I was uh, out to kind of the immediate circle of friends. Um, I'd gone along to this uh, party and got chatting to a guy who I thought was really cute. I thought I was getting the gay vibes, um, you know, and the kind of signals that I look for, are, you know, do they laugh at your jokes? <clears throat> are they engaged in the conversation? You know, are they leaning into you? Are they kind of smiling with their eyes? <clears throat> all those kind of things. And I, so I thought I was getting all of that from him. Um, and so I, you know, plucked up the courage, I think after some liquid courage, <laughs> uh, leaned in, kind of grabbed his thigh, went in for a kiss, and I got a, whoa, 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 what are you doing? What are you doing? And I was like, I thought, what? And he's like, I'm straight. Like, I don't know what you thought <laughs> was going on, but so I was like,
0: soul destroyed. Damn it. Yeah. I find that if I'm interested in someone, I will ignore all the red flags that tell me they're not interested and and pinpoint a minuscule thing. Oh, he messaged me first. He must be interested. Or, um, yeah, he's hanging out with me and like, oh, he's just playing hard to get. And there's all these different things that play, uh, play up my kind of, yeah, he's interested. I'm going to go for it. Yep. Like, hold on, hold on. It's like, it's getting in that direction. Uh, and then when it comes down to the crunch, they're not interested. And I'm like, I knew it. I should have trusted my gut, but no, I ignored all the obvious signals and went for the, the ones that were wrong.
1: Yeah, you fantasize about the situation.
0: When it comes down to it, and I always try and go back to this um, and telling myself this all the time, but I always usually end up ignoring my common, like my, my, my thought process. Um, and always I should just go with, if they want to hang out with you, they will. And if they don't want to hang out with you, they won't. Pretty much, that's, that's what I go with. If they want to hang out with me, then maybe they're interested in me as a friend or something more. But if they're not going to hang out with me, then don't put my energy into it because it's like we've talked about with flaky people before. Something going on in their life where it's just not the right time for them to hang out with you, whether they're not interested or not. Um, yeah, it just read that sign.
1: And I think I also struggle with um, when I am getting those signals from someone, but I'm just not into them. Mm. And that's always a struggle. Like on, on Grinder, it's kind of easy to just be like, sorry, not into you block or what have you. But when it's in real life, I think it's a bit more challenging. I mean, you might be communicating over text um, or it might be, I don't know, at a club and you're having a drink and someone's kind of really in your space
0: I get people that are interested in me and I I can say to them look I I really appreciate you as a person um, but I'm not I'm not feeling that spark Uh, and sometimes they take that as a no sometimes they take that as a no not right now (laughs) but it's always hard to to turn people down and I always try and use that approach where I am Being honest and upfront without being hurtful, uh, because I don't have to be in into everyone. Um, and it doesn't mean that they're not an attractive person. I just don't have that um romantic spark with someone. And so uh I was actually talking with a friend last night who's trying to turn someone down, uh, and he was like, Oh, should I just say, Oh, now's not the right time for me? Or f- figuring out an approach, and I'm like, no, you-, you can't say that because are you? Is it not the right time for you, or is it not the right time ever?
1: Because then you're just leaving that person hanging on.
0: Yeah, and if there's someone like me who listens to that and goes, now's not the right time, but maybe in the future it will be, then I'm the kind of person that will latch onto that and go, oh yeah, okay, so it's not the right time for them now, but they are interested in me. I just need to hang around, or like, it's it's a terrible thing to like hold on to something. You just need to be upfront and honest and and that's hard sometimes. But if they're saying no, you have to take that as a no right now and forever. Yeah. And that's really hard.
1: What are some um, signs that, you know, in your years of knowledge and experience... Thanks. Um, what are some telltale signs that have uh, proven true when someone's been int- into you?
0: Uh, I think it's that desire to see each other. Um, There was one guy that I dated a few years ago who, um, when we first met, we hit it off. Uh, We really enjoyed each other's company. And I could tell that I liked him because I didn't want to do anything else. I just wanted to get to know him more. Um, So I would find that no matter what I had on or what I intended to do later in the week, I could easily find time to see them Uh, and same for him. So he found time to see me, Um, body language as well. Uh, It's all the the touchy feely stuff. Uh, It's the eye contact, Uh, it's it's all of that kind of, yeah, body language where um, someone is facing you and close to you. Uh, I've also noticed that if I'm talking to someone And I go to lean in and like, if it's a club and I go and lean in to talk in their ear and they kind of flinch back or like stand back. I'm like, okay, like, calm down. I'm just trying to talk in your ear. I'm not trying to hit on you. Um, But I guess that's a telltale
1: sign that they're not into you.
0: That's exactly right. It's a good sign. Um, But then, you know, I, I get people who I think, oh, maybe they're not into me and like, we can just be friends. And I accept that and I'm comfortable with that. And then I get a call from them at like five in the morning, just wanting to say how I'm doing. And I'm like, oh.
1: Interesting.
0: Do I read that as just nothing or do I read that as something? And I'm trying to just, yeah, things like that. I don't try and read into too much and I'm just comfortable in myself and I'll do my own thing. And then if there's more signs that are more obvious, then maybe I can make a determination. But what about you? What are your uh, top well, signs?
1: I don't know about telltale signs, but that does remind me of another time from my uni days. Oh, I love stories. Tell me. <laughs> Where, um, you know, many many boys I thought were cute and attractive uh, at the time. Oh, there was one particular boy who, or young guy, similar age, who, you know, I thought he was cute, um, what have you, but I didn't really read into it too much because I was not getting any vibes from him. Um, I think eventually he ended up having a boyfriend and, you know, and that all kind of took over. Um, So just completely um, put up my blinders to that. And it wasn't until years later, you know, I've moved country even, and I get messages and it's like, oh, you know, like, man, I wish I'd, I wish I'd, mentioned that I was really keen on you back then blah 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 and I was like yeah I wish you'd done that too Uh because I was interested but I wasn't getting any signals from you.
0: Mm. How convenient you're now messaging me while I'm in another country (laughs) years later
1: (laughs) yeah so I think you know and that's a a hard you can't gauge that Um, I think it's like if you're into someone um, you've got nothing to lose Have you got these events marked down on your calendar? On Thursday 9th of June, Perth Gay Social Club's private screening of Jurassic World Dominion at Palace Cinema Rain Square.
0: On Friday the 10th of June, it's RuPaul's Drag Race Quiz Night at the courts.
1: Also on Friday 10th of June, and every Friday in June, Fay Rocious presents X, celebrating her 10 years in drag.
0: Head on down to Lucy's Love Shack on Friday the 10th of June for the As If Slumber Party.
1: On Saturday 11th of June at the Civic Hotel is Dykes in the Den. Also Saturday the 11th
0: of June it's the Bears Perth Den Night at Connections.
1: On Saturday 18th of June Rams Rugby, 4th birthday at Connections.
0: We celebrate Neurodiversity Pride Day on Saturday the 18th of June.
1: And on Friday the 24th of June Cherry Bomb Queer Prom at Lucy's Love Shack. On Saturday the 25th of June, it's Club Camp at Connections. So today we're joined by Georgia Sassenfeld from Get Weird. Hi, Georgia.
2: Hello, how are you?
1: Good. So... How about um, you give us a little introduction about yourself, um, you know, your, your names, your aliases, your pronouns?
2: Easy. So I'm Georgia Sassenfeld, she, they, 27 years old. Um, basically, I run a cute little queer event called Cherry Bomb. I'm also a drag king as a DJ. I do photography, graphic design. All the creative stuff. Um, that's pretty much it, I think.
0: <laughs> oh, is that all?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is there anything you don't do? <laughs> um, hmm, yeah, I think there's a couple things. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely not a drag queen.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. That's one thing. All right.
2: <laughs> yep. That's all right.
0: We, we had Ferocious on last week. She covers that. That's fine.
2: Oh, sweet. Love her. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So um, you also have a little company that you run called Get Weird, I believe.
2: Tell us a bit more about that. Yeah, so that's just like my little thing where I just put everything together. So uh, all my photography, graphic design, um, events, anything, I just put it into there. It's just—it's basically me, just a little business.
0: (laughs) Cool. Can you tell us a bit more about Cherry Bomb? Uh, We've talked about it a bit on this show before and promoted it for you. Um, what is it all Thank about? Thank you for that,
2: by the way. Hey, that's that was amazing. My pleasure. <laughs> Appreciate it, heaps. Uh, basically, um, well, I started Cherry Bomb because I was kind of like bored going to the same couple venues with like the same kind of music. Um, and I asked some friends like, would you be keen for like a punk emo party catered towards queer people? And everyone was like, hell yeah. So I clearly had to get something going on. Mm. And honestly, there's a lot of queer people who listen to My Chemical Romance. So (laughs) (laughs) like to think that this wasn't already happening was kind of weird. Yeah. (laughs) So um, I pitched the idea to Lucy's Love Shack because I was working with them at the time doing some little random one-off events for them. And they were really down for me to make their venue really queer for once a month. (laughs) Um, and our first night was pride 2019.
0: How did that go?
2: It popped off. Like I thought it wasn't going to go too well, considering it was the start of cherry bomb. Mm -hmm. Um, and launching nights can be kind of, kind of crazy. So to have it the day before pride, uh, festival, in Perth was daunting that's for sure but it popped off everyone had a great time and and then uh COVID hit like a couple months later. (laughs) Of course it did. (laughs) Yeah.
1: As our listeners know I don't really get out much but that does sound like my kind of jam something that I should probably come along to the next cherry bomb there is.
2: Yeah hell yeah what like do you have any favorite on KB bands?
1: Well I, I do love My Chemical Romance but i I think in in my early twenties I went through like a emo kind of punkish phase, but that was a
0: while ago.
2: So <laughs> <laughs> supposedly,
1: you know, wore mascara, grew out a fringe, straightened my hair, dyed it black. You had a fringe? Yeah. Don't look don't look too far back in Facebook.
2: <laughs> yeah, fully. Don't worry, I had bright orange hair, so.
1: Wait, hey, nice oh, one. fully
2: straightened everything.
0: <laughs> um, so you did. Uh, there was a traffic light party. Was that last week?
2: Yeah, it was. How did that go? Yeah, that went really, really well. Um, we didn't have enough green uh, glow sticks, though.
1: <laughs> you ran out of green.
2: Yeah, right. Who would have thought? No, but... Yeah. <laughs>
1: what did what did green mean?
2: Uh, green was single and ready to mingle, basically. Oh,
1: have you never done a traffic light party? Oh, maybe once. Oh, I clean. don't get
0: out. <laughs> so what? So there was, there was a lot of orange, uh, orange or yellow and red.
2: Yeah, so the yellow and orange was like friends, which heaps of people uh, got as well. And mm-hmm. then the red was just like taken or not keen. Do mm-hmm. not go near.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm just out for a good time.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just here for just here for a little party.
0: Yeah, and so then the next one that's coming up, uh, which we've uh, will announce on the upcoming events anyway, but is the queer prom coming up?
2: Yep, that's on the. June 24th.
0: Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about what people can expect and that kind of stuff?
2: For sure. So we've got Project Bex doing a live show with her band as like a like a midnight kind of thing. And then we have Michael K who's going to be early on entertainment. And then in between that we've got drag performers as always, um, going to have like best dressed for... Like anyone dressed up in suits and dresses, um, little photo booth, going to have some free champagne at the start of the event for the first like bunch of people through. Um, it's all around a really big vibe. We did something similar last year and everyone just had so much fun listening to punk music and dancing in their cute little ball dresses and mm-hmm. suits.
0: <laughs> yeah, brilliant. I think because uh, I, I run Perth Gay Social Club, and we did a prom last year and yeah, same, same kind of thing, same vibe. Like everyone just likes that reason to dress up and, and have that prom experience again and relive those moments. So it's, yeah, it's just a massive fun party, right?
2: For sure. Exactly. I love wearing a cute little suit anyway. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Any excuse.
1: Any excuse. And um, we, we've also heard about your as if party. Tell us more about yeah. that.
2: Yep, so that one, just like, I started that one because as much as I love my punk music, I absolutely froth Y2K, pop, mm-hmm. R&B, house and dress-up parties. So doing a Y2K-themed event for women and queer people was right up my alley. Um, so we the next one is actually next Friday, so June uh, 10th, and it's a slumber party. Oh, what does that involve other than So, (laughs) no, that's okay. Um, Basically, dress up in PJs. Love that. Yeah. So dress up in PJs, you'll get to hear Y2K kind of bops. Jamila and Triplet will be DJing that night as well. Um, They basically will... Like I want them to do little Y2K songs, but do it in their own style. So it will be a bit housey, um, kind of electronic in that sense or just their own kind of thing. And then, um, dress up and PJs. And then we've got drag shows at 1am with, uh, Portia Sweet, Serenity Von Varda, Gigi oh, Love. love. Uh, a lot of Lamore, a few bunch of people. Just, that are just few, amazing, massive
0: lineup, <laughs> jam packed. Um, now, as a 27 year old, you would have been what five when the Y2K hit. <laughs> uh, so, is, is this just yeah, your <laughs> is this just your excuse to try and relive that that you didn't get to <laughs> now that you're an adult? Yeah,
1: pretty
2: much. <laughs> I vicariously lived through my sister, who's like 11 years older than me. So okay. she was giving me all of the like. Missy Elliott, Britney Spears, everything. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Because Clint and I and our producer, Scott, we're all of that age where we went through the Y2K. So we were yep. kind of giggling at like, because we look through your stuff all the time and having a look at that as if we're like, oh, we were, we were living through that. And isn't it funny how it's all like now retro and like cool to like relive it? <laughs> 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 Doesn't make us feel old at all.
2: <laughs> yeah. But no, it's, it's brilliant. It's just so wild. Hey, like I see people getting back into uh MySpace looks, which was my thing back in the day too. And yep, it's like yep. oh no.
0: <laughs> so you said you have a drag king persona. What's what's his name? And what does yeah, he do? So- Where does he perform? Where can we find
1: him? And what's his style and yeah. aesthetic? Yeah, and- give us all the tea. Yeah.
2: Oh, the T. All right. So, his name's Dallas Dixon. He was once called uh, Clit Eastwood, but somebody else had that name.
0: (laughs) Okay. All right. There were two Clit Clit Eastwoods?
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I know, right? I can't
0: even find one. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Please tell us about Dallas.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So, basically, uh, he's like a cowboy kind of vibe. Um, I started him at Halloween I was DJing at Amplifier, and I just wanted to be a cowboy but why not go the extra mile for Halloween and look like a guy (laughs) so that's how that drag king persona started and I've just been living my cowboy life through it brilliant um Orville Peck is definitely a big inspiration
0: oh yeah I don't know I don't know Orville Peck, sorry.
2: Oh, I think you should. You should definitely know him. I'm
0: getting looks. I'm getting looks that I should, so.
2: Yeah. Um, he's a he's a gay country uh, artist.
0: Um, have you ever been asked to perform at the Barn Dance? Have you heard of the Barn Dance, that, that grey hosts every year
2: oh my god no i haven't Ooh.
1: oh okay that's uh with um vic park pride i, I live in east vic park it's it's my neighborhood mm-hmm. um but yeah barn dances every august it's, yeah all right we're gonna have to link you up with that and
2: oh my god yes so i don't perform but i do dj and drag so uh, right 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 okay i can do that yeah, yeah. for
1: sure whoa, well whoa. They, they do have they Last year they had two barns and they did have a DJ barn, so I'm mm. sure they'd be keen to have a chat.
2: Yeah, we'll. Get you up. <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> so,
1: so
0: we ask we ask all of our guests um, this question: What is one of your favourite things to do in Perth? It doesn't have to be queer, uh, but if it is, that's great. Um, yeah, one of the things, favourite things you do in Perth. Oh, I'm
2: gonna have to have a think about that. <laughs> um. I tend to like stay home (laughs) but when I do go out like I recently just went to Fremantle the other day and like always love going down there and checking out the beach and stuff super cute Um, there's a lot more uh, vegan vegetarian restaurants around the place as well for people into that Um, yeah that's a cute little area otherwise I I think I just go out to a bunch of events around town in the city um, at heaps more events are actually popping up now, um, like queer-friendly ones all around the place. So I try to go to those as m- much as I can, really.
0: Yeah, show support and all that kind of thing.
1: What is your, your favourite uh, vegan or vegetarian uh, place to eat in Perth?
2: Oh, Flora and Fauna, hands down.
0: That's on Aberdeen Street, isn't it? Is yeah. It? Is there only one?
2: Yep. So it'd be like a little cafe kind of thing, but oh my gosh, like the, the food is delicious and it's just so pretty and massive. It's just so good.
0: Yeah. Brilliant. Did we want to go on to the community question?
2: For sure. Yeah.
0: I figured that um, it's something that maybe you can help us answer um so why not involve you in the question so we were contacted by a couple of queer women in their 30s who are relocating to perth and they want to know where to buy but still remain close to the community and close to the area uh, sorry to the cbd area um so clint georgia what areas do we all think are the queerest suburbs in perth and somewhere that would be good to to relocate to
2: do you want to go first clint
1: um i'd say come to vic park because yeah, there's definitely lots of couples around, and we have lots of great food places, and we do have a local pride committee, Vic Park Pride, who uh, organise the barn dance, for example, as well as um, pretty sure they're uh, associated with the queer book club that's here in Vic Park, and there's a toast, a queer toastmasters. There's lots of stuff going on in in my neighbourhood, so
0: yeah, and it's it's a bit of a it's a bit of a hub, and it's very family friendly which if that's, if that's your thing, but it's also queer friendly as well. So,
1: yeah. And um, I'm here,
0: you know. And, and Clint's there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I live in Laughlin, so just like right over. Oh,
1: yeah. The, nice uh, and close.
2: Exactly. South side um, represent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I've actually lived mostly North Side my whole life. We forgive so. you. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. No, that's okay. <laughs> um... However, I would also add like um, Maylands, Morley has been um, uh, more queer friendly as well. Mount Lawley, Mm -hmm. um, Bayswater area, those are all really queer friendly areas, um, north of the river at least.
0: And fairly close to the city, easy to get to. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that brings us to the end of another episode. Clint, what did you learn today?
1: So I learned that uh, Y2K is now considered retro. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I feel like it was only yesterday. (laughs) That's
0: crazy. So old. But I love it. I love reliving Y2K, so I'm okay with that. Well, I learned that I need to research more about Orville Peck. I did a quick search and, oh, boy, I'm going to be researching more about him. Find that (laughs) Peck. Thank you again to everyone who's been tuning in and listening. Uh, Thank you again to our producer, Scott,
1: and also Scott Holmes' music for the tunes. Different, Scott. We'd love your feedback. You can contact us by sliding into our DMs on Insta or Facebook at Queer Perth. You can also message us through our website, queerperth.com.
0: And don't forget to follow and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts and tell everyone.
1: Everyone. We're here for the community and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you. Bye. 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 party.